Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. And this week, we'll be um, sprinting into Season 2, Episode 18, Killed by Death. Killed by Death. Yes. Yes. wonder what that's about. I don't know. Probably, um, I'm thinking werewolves, more than likely. <laughs> more than likely. I thought, I thought for sure, now that we got our werewolf episode, we, you would get off the werewolf kick. Oh, no. That, that will never happen. I've been on the werewolf kick since I was a little kid, and... Uh, yeah, I'll never get off that kick. So, uh, okay. so there. Okay. And that's all I have to say about that. You don't, you don't have to get angry. At that, dude. <laughs> Calm down. Jeez. Man. <laughs> uh, so how are you this week, James? What's up? What's new? Uh, nothing, nothing new. Same old, same old as, uh, as you can probably tell by the shoddy, shoddier lighting and the very dark background. I am back home in Illinois. Um, should, uh. Uh, I did have uh, a couple people comment, uh, personal, not on our any of our socials or anything, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, the last few weeks of episodes, there have been uh, um, uh, some audio issues on the on the uh, audio version of the podcast and some some uh, some video issues on the video version. Yeah. And that's that's 100 percent due to uh, poor Internet quality. Uh, up in Michigan, where I was. Really? So, so hopefully now that uh, we're back home, I'm back home uh, on on my own internet connection. Uh, some of those issues will be resolved. What was? So. What, what were you in like a rural area in Michigan, and it was? It, it's just, it's uh, the um, the internet they have up there is uh, Frontier, I believe it is. Hmm, never heard of it. And. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so they probably have like 73 customers. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a, you know, um, so the 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 two big ones up there are Frontier and Comcast. Oh. And, of course, Comcast is extremely expensive, so Frontier can charge less and get all the, all the consumers and provide shitty service. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... So uh, hopefully now that I'm back here uh, in in my own homestead, uh, those issues will be be resolved. So. Well, they better be, or uh, you will be killed and replaced. Wow, uh-huh. who are you gonna find to replace? <laughs> no one else would do this with you. Remember, <laughs> I'm gonna That's do. Why a, I'm here. I'm gonna do a sock puppet, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll be like, that is some bullshit, and then the sock puppet will be like, yeah, I know. That's totally fucking bullcrap, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's gonna get boring because your sock puppet's always gonna agree with you, unlike well, me. Yeah. Well, we might get into fights, and that sock puppet might get fucked up. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm prone to snap. <sighs> uh, also, before we uh, jump into uh, dates and deets here, I do want to say welcome to, and I apologize because um, I got the notification and I got the email. And the notification is now long gone. And unfortunately, I deleted the email, so I do not remember the name. But we do have um, a couple of new subscribers to the YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Uh, so welcome. Welcome, uh, welcome. To our, our little slice of uh, the Buffyverse. Our really uh, little slice of the Buffyverse. <laughs> it's like uh, the crud uh, underneath Buffy's fingernail. That's our slice of the Buffy of the Buffyverse. Um, and thank you for joining us. Uh, 
you you guys apparently heard something you liked and something that you saw. So uh, we hope we can uh, we hope we can maintain that for you. Yes, uh, that we will try. Don't know what it is, but we'll try. <laughs> it's clearly my good looks. Well, yeah, well, more than likely, um, no one <laughs> likes me. So I'm uh, I'm just here because I'm the audio guy. Other than that, I have no reason <laughs> to be here. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, why don't you, um, how about microwave us up some juicy deets and details? You want me to microwave? Did I say dates, dates and deets? Well, what what did, did I just say? You said dates and details. Yeah, uh, that should be dates and deets. Um, it should be. You want um, me to microwave them like they're fucking cup of noodles? Yeah, well, I do like a good cup of noodles. All right. Well, I mean, here I are your. I can't lie. Here are your microwaved on high. Times may vary depending on altitude, dates, and... And wattage of your particular microwave oven. Very true. As previously stated, we are uh, sprinting into Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2, Episode 18th, our 30th episode of the series overall, Killed by Death. Our episode director this week is Darren Serafane. Our episode-credited writers this week are Dean Batali and Reb Des Hotel. Rob Des Hotel, I apologize. Our original air date was March 3rd, 1998 on the now-defunct WB Network. Our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Halligan as Hannigan as Willow, Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, David Boreanaz as Angel, and Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. Our guest stars this week include Kristen Sutherland as Joyce, Richard Hurd as Dr. Stanley Backer, Willie Garson as the security guard, Andrew DeCout as Ryan, Juanita Jennings as Dr. Wilkinson, Robert Munich as, as intern, Mimi Pally as Little Buffy, Denise Johnson as Celia, and James Jude Courtney as Dirk Kinderstad. Uh, here's something we haven't done in a while. Um, if you're a fan of movies or television, you will recognize Richard Hurd as Dr. Stanley Baker and Willie Garson as the security guard. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, these are faces that pop up probably in almost any TV show you yep. watch yep. across all genres. Movies. What you call working actors. Yes. Uh, well, I think the older fellow is now deceased. Is he not? Uh, probably. Yeah. Um, uh, and horror fans might recognize James Jude Courtney as having gone on to play uh, The Shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers, in the most recent Halloween trilogy. Well, then. Uh, Speaking so. of which, I've still got to watch the newest one, the final one, The Ends, I believe it's Ends. called. Yeah, I, I enjoyed have, it. It was good. I have not. I have not partaken yet. I thought it was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Well, give us our your epi- synopsis. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> our episode synopsis this week reads, Buffy meets a boy who is experiencing nightmares from her past and present. Cordelia is jealous of Xander's attempts to protect Buffy. It is probably the worst synopsis of the bad synopses that I've read for this show. Yeah, that's the jealous thing. That's like a five-minute part of yeah. the I mean that's just bad. Uh yeah. I would say mine's definitely better this week. Um 
While hospitalized with a severe case of the flu, Buffy battles a demon that sucks the life out of sick children. I like yours better. Yep. I like yours better. Turns me on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. nipples hard. Yes, they are, and I'm not hard to turn on. So, you know. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, let's <laughs> jump into the cold open here as we find a flu-stricken Buffy patrolling the cemetery at night. Uh, she runs into Xander, Willow, and Cordelia, who also happen to be there patrolling uh, because they think Buffy is uh, at home tending to her, her illness. Where she um, should have been because she's clearly she, too sick to be out here fucking around. Right. Um, but uh, the repercussions of last week's episode in which Angel... Uh, unceremoniously murdered Jenny Callender uh, are still bothering Buffy. So she's she's out there on the hunt, so to speak. Uh, and Even though she An hated Jenny. <laughs> uh, and of course, Angel shows up and he ends up attacking Cordelia. Who, who, who did you say showed up? Uh, Angel. Oh, this fellow. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Let's hear it. Come on now. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Go ahead. That is such a great beat drop moment, too. Yeah, it's it's such a great theme song. It really is. Um, both of these shows had great theme songs. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, so, of course, Buffy and Angel uh, engage in some fisticuffs, and uh, he, he ends up getting the upper hand on her because she, she's sick, and he uh Yeah, he's, goes to, he is like... He is completely wrecking her face. Oh yeah! Like oh, yeah. I mean, it's she's barely holding on. I mean, he, and he's just kind of toying with her and just fucking her up. Yeah, and uh, he ends up pinning her down, and he goes in for the kill. And uh, Willow throws a coat over his head, and um, he Willow and Xander and Cordelia proceed to pummel Angel. <laughs> yeah, it was back, really kind of goofy. Back back away from Buffy and uh, they they produce some crosses as he uncovers himself from the coat and uh, he ends up running running away and uh, Buffy gets up and she starts to uh, yell at them for you know being there and she told them to go home and as she's starting to lay into them she passes out right there on the cemetery grounds well she actually passed uh, she passed away honestly if we're right. being honest so she's she's now dead for the rest of the episode she's dead um yeah. xander puts their buries her in a shallow grave yeah right i mean there. they're already in the cemetery they just roll her into one of the open holes and call it good yeah yeah, yeah. uh no that's our cold open that was our cold open and we come back from what would have been a commercial break and you can probably hear my dogs barking i apologize for that I will kill my roommate later. Um, Get it together, Jeremy. This is supposed to be a professional I know, podcast. I know. I will. Like I said, I'll kill my roommate later. Um, so save it, save it for the save it for stream. Yeah, we, we'll like we'll that. stream that. We'll stream the murder. Yes, that's uh, what we do. Um, we're at the hospital, um, I, Sunnydale General Memorial Hospital. I'm going to call it, and. Um, the Scoobies come come barreling in the front doors, and Xander's carrying Buffy, and they're like, um, you know, help us, help us, blah, blah, blah. 
And, of course, all 73 doctors and 900 nurses come rushing over and immediately put her on this gurney and start, you know, uh, triaging her. And I'm like, yeah, this is phony baloney. But um, they're like, so what happened to her? And, like, Willow says she fell and and... Uh, they all say different things at once, and then then Xander's just like, "Yeah, the flu fainted and fell, and uh, make it better." <laughs> That's literally what he says, and uh, goes to call Giles. They go to call Giles and Joyce once the doctors uh, will not let them through into the ER triage area. So, some time later, uh, we're kind of in a waiting room and. Uh, Mom arrives, and she's like, so, what'd you call me for? And they're like, well, your daughter's dying. And she's like, yeah, but I don't care. I'm only in, like, every fourth episode. She's like, I didn't even know I had a kid anymore. But, uh, no, she's like, uh, you know, where is she? And, like, well, well, she's still in the ER, Giles says. And um, she she wants to see her. And the doctor arrives around then and informs him that Buffy will be fine. Um, and I'm like, duh, she just got the fucking flu. I mean, they're acting like she was... I don't know, like, run over by a train or something, but uh, the doctor says they're, they're going to want to keep her for a few days because she still has some healing to do. And I'm like, wait a minute. Aren't... Okay, we know that the Slayer has accelerated healing um, powers. That's part of her... Uh, that's part of her 401k plan as a Slayer. And I'm like, so how bad could this fucking, like, this must be, like, if a normal person had had this flu that she has, they would have died immediately. Well, she's also got some fractures, remember? Yeah, but come on. Okay, fine. Fine, we'll go with that. I'm just saying, that must be one hell of a flu. Um, So, later on, we're out in the hallway there at the hospital, and they wheel Buffy through, and... Um, the Scoobies and uh, Giles and... Well, Giles is a Scooby, so we'll just say the Scoobies and, and Joyce are, see her and they're kind of talking to her and she does not want to stay in this fucking hospital. Like, she's losing her shit. And she's kind of tweaked out and, like, goofed up in the head because they've got her on some different things and she's like, I gotta kill the vampires. Tell them, Giles. And he's like, <laughs> shut up, bitch. And he immediately hits her in the head with an anvil to knock her unconscious so she'll shut up, <laughs> spill on the fucking beans. No, uh, he covers, he covers, and he's like, oh, yeah, she's delirious. And they uh, they actually trank her, uh, the doctor does. He's like, oh, here, this will calm you down. And But she does not want to fucking stay in the, Like, it's clear she's freaking out about staying in the hospital. And um, she's like, please don't make me stay here and and... You know, yada, yada. And she finally passes out from the trank, and they wheel her on. And Xander says, Xander's kind of like, wow, never. this is weird. I'm not used to seeing Buffy scared. And um, that's when Joyce tells them the reason Buffy hates hospitals and why she doesn't want to be there, which is because when she was eight, her favorite cousin Celia died in a hospital, and Buffy was with her at the time, and she was the only one with her. And so I guess ever since then, obviously, Buffy's got a little bit of an issue with hospitals. Um, uh, so Joyce is like, I-, I need to go call her dad. And then we're like, why? We never see him ever again. So 
you can skip that. He's a deadbeat dad. Uh, do you get the impression that dad pays child support? Uh, yes, but also we're not going to skip it because did you happen to notice Uh-oh. the the error in this scene? I when didn't, I didn't. So she Joyce is all like, I should call her father. And Giles is like, oh, there's a phone over here. And they walk over to a nurse's station. And there's a phone there. There, It's not plugged in. There's oh, it's no, not? There's no fucking cord in the phone. <laughs> That's just, awesome. Just the empty. And, like, they don't even have the phone, like, facing. It's just a husk, probably. It's not even, like, a real. It's probably, like, a cardboard. <laughs> like, you can see the empty phone jack on the back of the phone and everything. That's like, fucking like, awesome. They could have at least, like, faced it, like, oh, so the back of the phone was facing away from the camera or something so you wouldn't see it but nope they just right there (laughs) that's pretty awesome so as james said he takes her over there and and she's needing to call her dad but for some reason they get into a long conversation and um she's thanking giles for the way he looks out for buffy and you know he's like well you know i'm very fond of her and then Joyce as, decides to... As soon as she turns 18, I'm going to make my move. No. Whoa! What? 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 Let's reel that back what? in. Whoa. Wait a minute. She is... No, she isn't 18 yet. That's right. Okay. Nope, she's um, Which is illegal. It's legal in California, so... As you told Giles us last really... week, so we're, we're all well aware you keep if, track of these if, things. If Giles really wants to, I mean... Wow. Okay. Um... <laughs> So then Joyce decides to bring up Miss Calendar and apologize for Miss Cal- I'm like, wow, maybe that's that's probably not – it's probably a little too soon. You know what I'm saying? But Joyce, being the awkward idiot that she is, uh, she's, she's not tripping. She brings it right on up, and he's clearly a little bit taken aback. Like, you know, it's still a little stabby. And he's kind of like, well, thanks, but you really shouldn't have brought that up, you psychotic fucking bitch. And then she breaks his neck for calling her a bitch. And um, now we're down. Buffy's gone and Giles is gone now. Uh, no, uh, Buffy's... Uh, we're really... We're, <clears throat> but, which just opens us up for, to be introduced to Tammy the vampire. That's right. So Tammy's going to have to get called in. Tammy. Now, what's Tammy's watcher's name, James? Oh, I was hoping you would tell us, Jeremy. It's Buford. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's Buford. <laughs> it's Tammy and Buford. And uh, Buford is I actually thought. her uncle dad, too. That's so, right. Uh, uh, That's right. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Tammy and Uncle Dad uh, Buford. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you all right there, James? <laughs> uh, Buffy's, she, uh, Joyce tells Giles that Buffy's been really down um, since since the Miss Calendar thing. And she's like, I think it really had her down. Um, and that's probably why she got sick. And Giles, like, uh, she, Giles is like, I'm sure she'll be fine. Um, she is the slayer after all. And then Joyce is like, the, I'm sorry, the what? And he said, what? And she said, what? And they just kept looking at each other, and it just ended. Well, you say it just ended, but it literally goes on for another 10 minutes. Yeah, they both just just keep going, what? What? And they say it differently each other, like different inflections. They're like, what? 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 Oh. Yeah. And then. 
and that's yeah. the scene. Uh, we cut to the waiting area, and Xander is asking Cordy if she thinks Buffy will be okay in here. And I'm like, what a weird question to ask. Like, you're in a hospital, right? Your friend's sick. They, they've got her stable. She's cool. And then you turn to your other friend and, or your girlfriend, whatever, and you're like, you think she'll be okay in here in this hospital? And the other one's like, man, I don't know. Because you know what happens in hospitals. And then the other one's like, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just weird. Like, why? Do you, do you follow me? Like, what a weird question to ask. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, I mean, it's he does quickly follow it up with the possibility that Angel could waltz in because it's a public place. Yeah. Well, okay, that's true. I, I okay, yeah. In that same conversation a little bit later, yeah, he does say that. It right. just it seemed disconjointed and I was like, what a weird thing to ask. Like, ooh, we just got our friend here in the nick of time. You think she'll be okay here in this hospital? Right. You know? Yeah, I I get what you're I I do I get what you're saying, but at the same time taking it into context with the rest of the conversation, you know, when he Met when he brings up that Angel could waltz in because it is a public place, uh, I think that takes a little bit of the. That's a fucking weird thing to say or ask. Yeah, like I think maybe it would have been a better line if he had said that and then said, said you know like you think she'll be okay here you know because of Angel being able to just come in, that would have been a little smoother line. But right. Um. Anyway, she's like <laughs> Cordelia, ever ever supportive. Instead of being like, yeah, she'll be fine. She goes, well, I don't know. Uh, Lisette got her nose done here. And she came in for the Gwyneth Paltrow and came out like with the Mr. Potato Head. And I was like, <laughs> I don't understand that reference. I didn't think Mr. Potato Head had, had, had a nose on that toy at all. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then the weirdest fucking thing. Did you, I don't know if you caught this. Because I rewound it like, I don't know, 10 times. Because I was like, what? Is this some kind of inside thing? But she says, Cordelia says, do you think while she's here she'll get that thing on her face taken care of? And then and then she goes, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? That thing. And everybody just stares at her and doesn't say anything. And then they immediately, that's, that's immediately when Xander says, he just cuts to the whole, like, well, do you think Angel can attack here? Because it's a public building, so it's possible. But what is she fucking talking? What is that? I think I think it's just supposed to be, like, uh, uh, Cordelia being Cordelia. See, I didn't know if it was that or if it was douchebag, he who shall not be named, like, wrote that little jab in there because there's something about SMG's face that he maybe didn't like or something because I was just like what the fuck is that and what the fuck does that because everybody just stares at her while she's saying this as though she's speaking in some other language like they don't understand what she's even saying right and then it's just well, whoosh, immediately right. you know and, I mean they're staring at her because obviously there isn't a thing on Buffy's face that's what I'm saying like I was like right. it's not like she has a mole or a mark right. or I was like I don't get right. it but I just I just chalked it up to Cordelia being Cordelia and and putting way too much emphasis on even just like maybe the tiniest little blemish that Buffy might have. 
Okay. I and, mean, I can go with that. It out of proportion. I can go with that. I was just, I was like, okay, I'm, I just had to keep rewinding. I was like, am I, am I on a fucking bad acid trip here? Like what is happening here? I mean, you probably, were. I probably was, but regardless, I, mean, I get, I get your text messages. I know what yeah. goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I know some of that <laughs> shit is fucking scary. Anyway, uh, that night we're in Buffy's hospital room and, uh, What's going on there, Ames J? Uh, she's still sick, and she wakes up, and she, uh, uh, okay, sorry, and she sees a young boy just kind of chillaxing in her doorway, staring a at her. A creepy little fucker. Did you take little, note of how he was standing little, and, like, looking at her? Yeah, yeah, he's pretty. It was crazy. creepy. I'd be like, "Get away from me, you little weird small this, human." This is what we had going on. Yes, exactly. He was like standing there with his head down, but his eyes up, like staring at her. Like, now yeah. that I have you, I'm going to eat you. I don't know. It was fucking weird. Right. Um. And then he just so turns he, and casually walks away. Right. Did Did you want to do the scene? Yes. And then what happens? <laughs> it, <laughs> no, but I mean, he, he was just so creepy. It it was, um, children of the corn. So, so yeah, he the boy turns and walks away, and as he's walking away, Buffy sees a tall, uh, demonic-looking uh, man. And she's bottle. like, "Damn, who's that tall drink of water?" Right. She's like, "Oh, I found myself <laughs> another bad boy." <laughs> and she he turns and looks, and he's got those fucking teeth that are sticking out. Right. You know. Right. And immediately, Buffy was like, "Whoosh." <laughs> Uh, wow. Okie dokie. <laughs> 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 a little racy. No, no, no. Guys, did you did you listen to Slade this, this week? week? Did you they hear what were... he said about just gushing? They they oh are God. really getting they're getting Really, just out of pocket on that show. I think I we're gonna need going to cancel these there. couple of fucking yokels. I don't know what's going on with those guys. <laughs> um, so no, she sees uh, this tall, demonic-looking man following the 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 boy, and he's not demonic-looking. He is a fucking. He is a yeah. demon <laughs> with he's, a hat. Uh, he is a demon with a hat on. Uh, and it's a nice hat too. It I is like a nice it. hat. It's, like a, it's hat. a nice. It's not a fedora. It is a. It's not. It's like a Indiana Jones like a, hat. Well, that's a fedora. Oh well, okay. Fuck me then. Maybe it is a fedora. fedora. It's more like a. I see. I, like a bowler well, hat, maybe. I was gonna say that, but I don't. It's really not though. No, it's like some sort of weird cross. If anyone knows what a what bowler a, hat a, fucked a fedora. And they and, had a, and they that had a, hat is what he's a, wearing. They ha, he's wearing a bedora. There you go, a bedora, or or a fowler. A fowler. I like the fowler better. Okay. Yeah, he's wearing a fowler. Um, he's dressed in all black. He's got he's got the and he's the, got these fucking teeth that come out like his bottom teeth. They're really long and they come out from yeah. from the bottom. Like picture the bulldog from Tom and Jerry. Yeah, there you go, but really yellow and gnarly. Right, like he does not um, brush at all, and it, his fingers are long and and pointed into like claws. Yeah, um, and so he Buffy, never cleans from underneath his fingernails. No, so of course Buffy does the 
the Buffy thing and she gets out of bed and she follows them. And Instead of keeping her them, ass in the bed, she has to go Buffy this situation. Right. Even though she has a 183 degree temperature. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, as she's uh, walking down the hallway, we, we flash back to... Um, uh, shit, I lost my place. Well, we flash back to okay. shit. He lost his place. <laughs> we, and <laughs> we flash back to when she was a little girl um, yeah. walking down a very similar hospital hallway. And as her younger self goes down the hall, she stops outside the, the uh, door. Um, uh, yeah, it's called a door. <laughs> From and there's a little girl uh, is being wheeled out of the room, and uh, Buffy is listens in on the conversation, and it's Doctor Wilkinson, and she's talking to another doctor who's the Doctor Stanley Backer, and uh, they're arguing and about some kind of experimental procedure that Doctor Backer's been performing on the kids and uh buffy turns around and there's two kids standing kind of behind her and uh one of them's the same boy she saw standing in her doorway earlier and uh he tells her that he's he took tina and he's gonna come back for them and uh grown-ups can't see him only kids can and Buffy's like what the fuck are you talking about who and this little kid his name's Ryan it's like death and uh, uh, we at that point cut to uh, Angel walking into the hospital and he's got some flowers and Xander ends up blocking his path and they they exchange uh, words and um, peen, uh, peen peen contest. Yeah, they have a pissing contest uh, right before they f- actually physically measure each other's dicks. Yeah, and they they each pee on the other one's <coughs> leg. Right. Um, uh, Angel ends up losing the pissing contest, basically, and the measuring contest. He's like, and I cannot believe contest. you're bigger than me, and he just leaves and kills himself. Uh, and yeah, he leaves. He, he walks right into he walks right into the sunlight and just burns right. himself up. Right. No. Um, he can't. He can't they, live in a world where Xander has a larger member than him. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but Angel does end up leaving. Yeah. Um, after Xander's basically like, so Angel tells him, you know, what makes you think you can keep me from getting into Buffy's room? And Xander's like, I might not be able to. And the security guard might not be able to, and all those cops might not be able to, and maybe all those orderlies couldn't either, but uh, it'd be interesting to see him try, wouldn't it? And Angel kind of backs down at that point and leaves. And I actually, I really like this scene between the two of them. Yeah, because in real life, these two did not like each other. And, right. And so that may, whenever they have this type of uh, exchange... It's it's pretty good. It's believable because especially on I should say Nicholas Brendan's part, he right. always 
it was just a jealousy thing, I'm telling you, but he was very super jelly of David Boreanaz, so he, uh, yeah, he does a good job of, of uh, being a dick to him. Yeah, 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 it's a, it's a even, I mean, yeah, it's a really good scene, even mm-hmm. outside of that. I, as much as I dislike the character of Xander Lavelle Harris, uh, I, I, there are times where, and this scene is one of them where, um, I, I do enjoy his interactions, um, kind of when he's like actually being a decent person or a decent friend to Buffy or other people. <laughs> yeah. And so. there's a couple of lines that I really liked too, specifically, um, where he, you know, after he says all that, he's like, I'm kind of curious to find out you game. And then Angel's like, oh, Buffy's white knight. You still love her. It must just eat you up that I got there first. And then Xander's like, you're going to die, and I'm going to be there. And that, I was like, that's, 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 some good, that's some good shit. Yeah, you know? it was, yeah, it's a really good scene. It yeah. is a really good scene. And we've talked about this ever since Angel lost his soul. Like, David Boreanaz just he eats up every scene he's in. Oh yeah. It, at once as Angelus. Like he I've always said he was better as Angelus than he was as Angel. <laughs> yeah. He really was. I mean he 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 was a he's a natural born heel in my opinion. I mean oh, he's yeah. he's just good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So. He he just chews up the scenery. He he is What's the he plays Angelus as it's very comedically over the top, but it doesn't come off that way. I don't no, know. Yeah. If that he's makes definitely a sense. dangerous motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if that actually makes any sense the way I'm saying yeah, it, but he'll, he'll giggle while he's tearing your fucking throat out. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that scene. And then, uh, we pick up the next morning and what's going on then, Jeremy? Well, it's a flashback. And it's Power Girl to the rescue. And the entire house is on fire. So she has to... <laughs> uh, it's a flashback, basically, of uh, Buffy and what was her name? C- C- Celia? Celia. Celia. Celia, yeah. When they were before Celia had gotten sick or whatever, went to the hospital, and they're playing a game, and Buffy's quote-unquote power girl, and he's, she's saving Celia in this little game they're playing. And um, she's like, oh, you saved me, you saved me, and they're hugging. And then we cut, we, we, we flash back a little bit after that to the hospital where young Buffy um, pulls back the curtain and sees her cousin and kind of makes a grimace and then we boom, we cut to Buffy actually waking up um, to present time in her hospital bed, and the doctor's there, and she's like, "Well, your fever's gone." And Buffy, so Buffy, of course, is immediately like, "Well, I want to get the fuck up out of here." <laughs> and the doctor's like, "No, we got to make sure it's totally gone. It was a really strong virus you have," and um, you know, she's like, um. Is it the same one these kids have? And the doctor's like, yeah, pretty much. Everybody's passing this shit around. It's like COVID before COVID, basically. <laughs> and uh, she she checks on her wrapped up 
wrist that I apparently was severely sprained when she came in, and it's completely healed. And Buffy's like, well, yeah, I'm the Slayer. And the doctor's like, oh, okay. I, uh, oh, okay. Okay, that okay. wasn't in your paperwork. I didn't, I didn't realize yeah. that, that you were, yeah. you were right. she who had been named. Right. Um, She's like, you really, when you get admitted into the hospital, you really should put that on. We'll, we'll put it on your chart on your for future reference. Right. So, so right. We we'll put, yeah, she's like, we'll put it on your chart so it'll yeah. be a permanent part of the She's record. like, for now, I'll just put a band around your wrist that, you know, that clearly right. indicates you're the Slayer. That It says Slayer. Yeah, right. Slayage. Slayage up in here. And uh, so then the gang shows up, and <laughs> Xander's got some balloons. Um, fucking Willow's got homework. Basically, everybody comes with some gifts, right? Uh, Giles brings grapes. I don't know what that's about, but he brings a paper bag with grapes in it. I'm like, that's, but hey, he brought a gift. So everybody, everybody brought a gift and Cordelia's like, wow, you know, I'm fucking out of the loop. Nobody told me we were bringing gifts. (laughs) Giles has such a good line. He's like, (laughs) just in his Giles way, he's like, well, it's tradition amongst people. And I was just like, "Oh, I love Giles." That it was it was a great line. Yeah. But I also have to ask, like, is it? Is it? Is that? Is that something? I don't know because I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever visited anyone in the hospital who was conscious. Um, my grandma when she was dying, but she was already like in a coma. I don't know. I don't. Well, the only people who've ever gone to the hospital to, like, visit, I guess, would be, like, say, my sister, you know, when she had kids, you know, way back in the day. And you, I guess you bring balloons or something. Fuck, I don't know, man. You're, you you got me. I don't know. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know that it is tradition. Well, like, get well people. cards, I guess, maybe. or Maybe. Like, you know. I guess it depends. Like, I've, I've been in the hospital twice in my life. No one brought me any fucking gifts. I've, <laughs> no I've one brought been, you a paper bag of grapes, James? No one brought me a paper Man. bag of grapes, which I would have enjoyed because I fucking love grapes. Yeah, but doesn't that seem okay. like an odd choice? Balloons, like a- paper bag full of grapes, and he's actually eating them. Giles yeah, is actually yeah. eating them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's like, here, um, I brought, well, I brought me grapes, but I'm going to let you have them. some. Right, you can have them. Yeah. Uh, and much like yourself, like, I've been, like, I've got six nieces and nephews. Yeah. Gone to the hospital to visit my sister. Never fucking took her a gift. Uh, she has a kid. She has the gift of children. What do I need to, wow. what can I possibly get her? Maybe that's why she texted me and told me she hated you. <laughs> because you came to visit her and you came with no gifts, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Maybe. Everybody Maybe. knows, okay, it's it's tradition amongst people, all right? <laughs> You're not a people. I I am apparently the Cordelia of you are. of my world. <laughs> yeah. No, but I just thought that was such a good line, man, because I was like, It is, oh, it is a really good line. Love me some Giles. Uh, anyway, Giles asks Buffy. He's to- got... An- I'm sure you're going to, I'm sure if you liked that one, you pulled out, he's got a couple other ones later on. Oh yeah. He's, he's, that, he has okay. a, he, he's really good at zinging, especially Cordelia. Yeah. Those two play very well together in this show. Cordelia I, and Giles was a, it wasn't like an explored friendship really in this show, but right. they had some good, 
those two characters were good to bounce off of each other. Yeah. And yeah. they're both great actors too. So it, 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 you know, yeah, it definitely worked. Um, so yeah, Giles asks Buffy, you know, did she pass the night well enough? And she's like, not really something happened. And, um, she goes to explain everything, but a nurse comes in. So they all kind of just look at each other and they're like, well, let's take a walk. And I'm like, why didn't you just tell the nurse to get the fuck out? Isn't that something? Can you do that in the hospital? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess if... Because it looked like all she was doing was, like, being there in the way. Like, tucking <laughs> tucking sheets in the mattress. Like, I'd be like, bitch, can you fucking get up out of here? Yeah, I don't I don't remember if she was... The, like, if they're coming in to, like, check your vitals and No, they stuff, weren't. That's the thing, because they were like, well, let's take be, a walk. like, hey... Hey, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> no, but she was not doing anything with Buffy, and that's why they were like, well, let's go take a walk. Okay, yeah, so, I think if she... I, I, I'm pretty sure if she was just in there, like, you know, cleaning shit up or, or whatnot, they could have been like, hey... Yeah, can we know. have some fucking privacy here, you know? Right, Je- Jesus Christ, Nurse Ratchet, get the fuck out. We're right. Trying to, we're trying to have a convo. Yeah, can you fucking get out of here, you eavesdropper? <laughs> and then she's like, I ain't been dropping no eaves. And then, you know, it gets crazy. Gandalf comes in. It's nuts. Uh, <laughs> so they, they go out, and they're actually outside the hospital, and they're wheeling Buffy in a wheelchair. And she's like, oh, I could get used to this. And Xander's like, fuck, no, you can't. And he rolls her down a hill right into a tree. Boom. Head trauma, coma. She passes away again. Anyway, uh, now they're talking about the young girl. Um, that they that she saw get brought out of the children's ward on the gurney, dead, and um, you know they're she's trying to impress upon them that something's not right, and Xander's like, well, she died of the flu. That doesn't really sound monsterific, and um, and then she's like, yeah, but there's this doctor backer, and you know I overheard him and, and my doctor talking, and he's like giving them experimental treatments, and he's creepy as fuck, and. Then there's this kid, Ryan, and he saw something, and they're like, what? And he, she's like, death. He called it death. And they kind of question that, and they're just like, what the fuck? Like, nobody's really kind of seeing what she's seeing. They're all just like, well, you know, she's in this hospital. She's bored. She's seeing shit that's not there, you know. And um, she's like, well, maybe it wasn't death, but it, you know, could have been something else. And. And then Cordelia, she's like, so this is about you seeing your friend die as a kid and you want to conjure a demon to fight so you're not so helpless? <laughs> and they're just like, well, and she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, they're like, <laughs> they're like, have you ever heard of tact? And she's like, yeah, tact, how does she say that? Tact is just for somebody. She says tact is just saying things that aren't true. Right, right. And she's like, I don't have nothing to do with that. And and Buffy's like, well, listen, this boy Ryan is afraid of something, and it's real, and I'm going to find out what it is. And they're all like, well, then find out, bitch, and they all just walk away and leave her set there. And uh, they're fed up with her bullshit. She no longer has any friends. She has to wheel herself back into the hospital. And um, it's, a sad, it's a sad ending to this episode. It is a sad ending to this episode. But anyway, so Jeremy, how many? No. <laughs> yeah, so uh, no, they're like, actually, Xander says, oh, is this the part where we say, what can we do to help? 
And she's like, exactly, because I'm not going to do much. You guys are going to do all the work, and then I'm going to come in at the end and kill the monster. And that's how this works, bitches. And they're all like, understood. Roger, Roger. Uh, Yes, ma'am. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, Buffy. May I have another? Uh, Cordy and Xander, the next scene, are sneaking into what appears to be the records room in the hospital, which I don't think such a thing exists anymore. Everything's on the computers. Uh, I, I, there, there are still, uh, a lot of doctors do still have physical files. Well, they should be fired. In, in addition to, <laughs> in addition to electronic. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they're, files. they're sneaking into this big records room and they're searching for records of the little girl that died. Now, my issue is, okay, they get into this big records room. Where do you fucking start? Well, you're in a hospital. What do you look under for a little girl who died of flu? Okay, so, all right. This is one of those things where you're you're nitpicking it. No, I know. I, I know. Where, I know. Whereas when I was watching it, so. Because he I just kind of, he just kind of right, goes right to like, he's like, oh, this is the area we need to be in, <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, so presumably the records are in alphabetical order. But they don't know this girl's name. They knew her name. No, they, they knew didn't. her name was. They knew her name was Tina. Where the fuck did you get Tina from? Yes. Okay, you just pulled that out of your ass. I did not pull. That I, out no of one my has ass. ever said Tina. Yes, they did. You're a goddamn liar. No, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm not. anyway, so they're both. So, so, so to continue what I was saying, they know they know her name's Tina. Presumably, they know her first name. They were able to figure out her last name, and that's how they were able to find her records in the record room. Who found out her name was Tina? It's in the episode. I don't remember exactly where. Yeah, nobody found it out. You're full of shit. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so, okay, so like Xander's like over here in this part of the records room looking through shit and then Cordelia's on like the other side and she's looking through shit and um she turns around and there's a there's a security guard and he's like what are you doing in here and she's like ah and then we cut away and um uh we cut to school to Sunnydale High School which is the first time we've been there in this episode and Willow and Giles are entering the library and Willow's like, so where do we start? And um, Giles is like, well, you know, maybe look into the history of the hospital, bizarre incidents, that kind of shit. And Willow's not feeling Giles is fully committed to the to the helping Buffy thing. And he's like, yeah, I okay, guess. Okay, hold. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you a minute here, real quick, because I found it. Uh, okay. So in once they're in the records room, mm-hmm. uh, Xander. So they're in the records room. Cordelia says, "You had to ask that, didn't you?" This is right after they're outside, and Xander says, "What can we do to help?" Oh yeah. And yeah. then we and then we cut to the records room. Cordelia says, "You had to ask that, didn't you?" And then they're walking towards the records cabinet, and Xander says, "It'll be cake." Just got to figure out what killed this little girl, Tina. We'll be out five minutes tops. 
But when was Tina ever said prior to that? And who would have known it? It it wasn't said prior to that. Yeah, see, so that's a giant fucking plot hole. Because no, there's no because Buffy was just hiding outside of the children's ward and the, and she just sees them bring a, a a dead girl out covered under a sheet. There wasn't like a big fucking name tag on there that said this is Tina, you know. So it's a fucking what I was saying, which is fucking bullshit. Oh wait, nope, I'm wrong. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Ryan tells Buffy the little girl's name when. Buffy, right after Buffy overhears uh, Wilkinson and Backer talking, and she mm-hmm. turns around, and Ryan and the other little girl are there. Ryan, that's when Ryan says to oh, her, "Oh, they he, he got Tina." Yeah, he comes oh. at night. The grown-ups don't see him. He was with Tina. He'll come back for us. But still, Ooh. but still, yeah. they don't know so, her. There you go. They don't know her last name. So how are they going to look her up in some fucking files? So, I. She knows the first name. It's not a huge leap of logic to be like she fi- she found out the last name. Of yeah, the yeah, girl. yeah. Horse shit. I hate oh plot holes. God. It's not a plot hole. It's a giant not, plot hole. This is not a plot hole. Horrible writing. I'm just kidding. No, this is uh, just one of those things that writers expect the average viewer to be able to put together. Which I normally do, head. but sometimes this shit just aggravates me. I want a little bit more fucking detail. Like, why couldn't? Well, anyway, let's just. Well, then read a then read a book, Jeremy. Um, I can't read, okay, James. <laughs> why do you have to bring that up, bro? Uh, so anyway, Willow's not feeling like Giles is fully committed to this whole helping Buffy thing, and um, he's like, yeah. Well, I got a clip, so I'll just play the clip, and and you can hear. Uh, um their little conversation. So where do we start? Hmm? Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe look into uh, history of the hospital, bizarre incidents, that sort of thing. I'm sensing a little less than full committal here. Well, I, I suppose so. Uh, Cordelia may be homedically insensitive, but she may also be right. Death and disease are, are things, possibly the only things that, that, that Buffy cannot fight. It's only natural for her to try to create a, a defeatable opponent, especially now, after uh, after Jenny. That's true, but on the we live on the Hellmouth side. These kids may have seen a monster. And boom, Willow just says exactly what I was thinking, as as Giles was explaining why he's not really super committed to this and not really believing. I'm like, you live, you fuckers live on the hell mouth. The shit that goes on in Sunnydale day after day. And, and, and you find this to be just stretching it, you know, like I, I would have immediately been like, Oh fuck. Yeah. You're probably right. There's probably some kind of fucked up demon in this fucking hospital eating children, <laughs> but he's finding it hard to fucking believe. Cause all of a sudden he's a skeptic. But anyway, uh, uh, so there, she's like, you know, she's like, well, it could be a monster, you know, like, like you heard in the clip and, and, um, he's like, yeah, but one that grownups can't see that doesn't ring any bells. And then he goes, unless he goes, well, sometimes children do see things that adults don't like us, our true selves, our hidden faces. 
And Willow's like, so maybe it's a regular person, like the weird doctor that Buffy was talking about. Stanley Backer was his name, right? And she's like, let's look him up. And I'm like, oh, here we go with Willow's fucking hack the planet skills where she can just pull up your fucking, your entire life on the interwebs there in 1998. And But anyway, we cut... Uh, we cut back to the records room, and Cordelia's got... She's in full whore mode. She's whoring, whoring it up for this security guard, like, touching him, rubbing on him, and, you know, like, being all interested in him and trying to, you know, distract him and everything. And the dude's a total loser. He's babbling about s- stupid shit, how he was going to be a cop. And, oh, but then he took the fire thing test but failed. And... um. All the while, Xander's just sneaking around in this room getting the shit he needs and, um, while she's keeping Derpy Boy distracted. And she's like, you probably see a lot of death like that little girl. And he says one of the weirdest lines that never pays off. Like, I thought it was going to go somewhere, this, this line he's about to drop, but it, it never does. And he says, um, yeah, doc, Dr. Backer's pa- uh, patient. Yeah, I know who, who you're talking about. He's like... Dr. Backer's a great man. He understands the truth about children. And she's like, yeah, what's that? And he's like, sometimes they die. And I'm like, what? What? What What is what? What the what? (laughs) And I'm thinking, oh, he must be, he must be the wacko. He's not. Spoiler alert, he's not. That's, That's why he has that line. It's a red herring. Yeah, I know, but it's like... Why, when you when you forget the fact that it's a red herring, why would he say that? <laughs> it's just so stupid. Like sometimes children die. Okay, creep. Uh. Anyway, Xander's makes a noise and the guard starts to turn around and uh, Cordelia flashes her tits and um, redistracts him while Xander uh, sneaks out and. Uh, doesn't wow. she? Didn't she do that? <laughs> no. no. No, she did. Oh, okay. My bad. No. She just. Although, although the way you were noticing them a couple episodes ago, uh, maybe. Listen, she did. I'm no. sorry, but she went from a B cup to a fucking double D in one episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, I noticed it. I mean, let's just be honest, and you know, goddamn good and well that I'm right. <laughs> so anyway. uh... No, she does like distract him. Like she like turns him back around. She's like da 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 da. And she says something, and that allows Xander to slip out the dough with uh, apparently the records charts he needs in tow. And then, um, so he gets on out, and then she eventually clearly gets free of this security nerd, and they meet back up in the hallway, and. Um, He's like, could you have been a little more touchy-gropey? And she's like, wow, jealous? And he's like, of Rogaine Boy? Because, spoiler alert, the guy's balding. So he's Rogaine Boy, according to Xander. He's not, he's not balding. He's bald. No, he's got hair on the sides and the back. He does. You're right. Yeah. So he's balding. <laughs> but so he's Rogaine Boy to Xander. <laughs> and... Um, he gives her the files, and he's like, here, take these to Giles. And she's Bitch. like, Yeah, and she's like, motherfucker, I ain't your fucking slave. And then she punches him right in the fucking nose, and the way she hits him, 
his nose just explodes like a fucking tomato. And I was like, yes, because I hate him. And then she just starts curb stomping him on that marble floor. Yep. And, oh, my yep. God, it felt so good to watch him get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, it was very cathartic. It really was. I rewound it a few times because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. this feels good. Uh, but anyway, she's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I'm going to stay and watch Buffy's back. And she basically, she goes, she's like, you mean her butt. And he's like, jealous. And she's like, fine, watch my back. And he literally does watch her butt as she walks away. And I was like, they just got to, they can never let Xander, the character of Xander, move. Not be a creep. Yes, like move into a realm of, listen, I'm just staying because she's my best friend and and I'm worried about her and I want to make sure nothing happens. But he still has to do something creepy. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, God damn it, Joss Whedon. You motherfucker, you. Um, anyway. Uh, Buffy's walking the halls of the hospital again, which she shouldn't be doing. Um, and she goes into the little boy's room. It's, it's actually like the children's ward. This hospital has like a children's ward. It's like a big, huge room where there's like a thousand beds, and it's for the kids. It's I mean, clearly... Sunnydale has no money. They have to stick stick all children in one giant room together so they can all keep each other sick. I was going to say, I think calling it a, a ward is a little generous. <laughs> I mean, it kind of it kind of kind of is, though. I mean, and it even says on the door, which I, I know I that know. you'll see later on, where it says children's ward. And I'm like, good Lord, what are we in fucking David Copperfield? May I have another? Um. <laughs> So, um, the little boy's sitting there at a table coloring, drawing a picture and coloring, and she's like, do you remember me? And he's like, yeah, I just saw you like 10 minutes ago. I'm not fucking stupid. And she's like, oh, okay, fine. And also, just, also, you're hot, and I'm 10, and I, so I dig it. Yeah, and then she's like, fuck you, and she leaves. And he gets eaten by the fucking demon the second she leaves. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, yeah, bitch. Now she's like in the window of the door, like going, yeah, motherfucker, and he's getting eaten. No, sorry. Uh, he, he's uh, she's like he's like you shouldn't be here. We're all contagious, and she's like, well, I've already got it. And he's like, oh, okay. We'll have a seat. We'll have a drink. And she, he pours a couple bourbons. And uh, they <laughs> no, he he keeps drawing his little picture, and he's drawing a picture of the demon. Um, and it's crude. It's a kid's drawing and coloring, but it's. You definitely get the the hint. You can tell. And she remembers it because she had saw it in her little dream, fever dream thing. She had seen this, the demon. So she's like, oh. And she's like, listen, I believe you, and I'm going to protect you guys. And he's like, oh, bitch, please, you ain't protecting nobody. And he's like, you're just a woman. You can't protect us. And then the episode ends. Misogyny wins again. Uh, No. So we cut back to the library, and um, <laughs> here's the great part. This is where Willow has pulled up Doctor Backer's entire fucking life on a web page. Um, she's literally this would be like eleventy seven felonies because she has literally pulled up every all of his shit to do with like the medical bar and like. 
like every compl- like she's like, oh yeah, he's been reprimanded for uh, controversial experiments, and oh, he's got a malpractice suit. And then I noticed they don't say it, but I paused on the screen that was showing all his all his you know deals or whatever, all his uh, baddie bads. And on the very bottom line, it says DEA investigation. And I was like, whoa, okay. So somebody was like, what was he pushing pills or what was he fucking doing here? So Also, how does he still have a medical license? Yeah, because just that list of like five things would be, he should literally be in prison. Right. But he's still practicing. Um. So she's like, so this might be our death guy. And uh, just, you know, I just wish we knew what he was doing to these children. Uh, hint, hint. And then we cut to Dr. Backer's office where he's in there and he's diligently writing and doing some paperwork type things. And um, he gets up and he goes to his little fridge and there's some samples in there of something and he's checking one, reading the label, and then he puts it back and goes back to his thing and dutifully writes some more shit down. And um, and then that that's like that had to be like a filler scene because it was just not needed at all. Nothing that yeah. happened in that little scene meant anything. But then we cut to uh, Xander. He's still sitting by the doors guarding, and he's kind of nodding off. <laughs> this scene... Nothing ha- nothing is said, but this scene just something about it made me laugh. Cordelia walks up and sits down next to him, and she drops a bag of Krispy Kreme donuts, and she's got a couple of coffees, and he- and she starts reading a magazine, and he he picks up the the don the bag of donuts, and he like puts them in his lap, and then he like puts his arms around him, and he's holding them like a like a small child, like against himself, and kind of <laughs> looking over at her like. Don't you eat my donuts? And I was, she fucking brought them, dude. But anyway, I found this, it. This was, uh, I remember this being my the first time I'd ever heard of Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, yeah, because we years, yeah years before they made it out here. Yeah, because Midwest. we didn't have Krispy Kreme till I think the early five, six, seven years later after this. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because I was like, Krispy Kreme, what's... That sounds kind of gross, honestly. But. Right. I'm pretty sure I saw a movie with that title once. On <laughs> I'm sure you did, James. I am sure website. you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Dr. Backer leaves his office, and Buffy's hiding behind the door. And she follows him. Where does she follow him to, James? To the children's ward, where he's going to try out whatever this uh, this new uh, concoction he has is. Uh, you know what you know what's he... in you know what's in those vials, don't you? Uh, semen. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> no. No. Whoa! <laughs> no, is that not, is that not it? <laughs> wow! Um, I was going a completely different. Uh, trajectory there Um, because these are things he's going to inject into these kids by the way (laughs) Um, I was going to say you know how I normally am like it's poison he's going to kill all the kids and you went just I want uh, all of you at home to note James went semen 
just gonna leave that there. Right. Okay. I mean, it could be it could be monkey semen, alligator semen, uh, rooster semen. Who knows? But if why would he, he have semen in vials that he's gonna inject into these sick kids? Right. He's trying to create some sort of mutant beings. Apparently, no. <laughs> Okay. That's not. I'm just. Anyway, before before he can do anything, he gets attacked by this invisible monster, and it fucks up his shit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and by the way, he this actor does not do a good job of like being beaten up by an invisible force. It's not really <laughs> right. very good. Which is which is probably which why... I'm sure is hard, but. You know. Right, I'm sure it is hard, but it's also probably why most of it ends up to happening off camera. Yeah, like you just hear most of it, or you might just see right. like a brief flash of his face or something. And because I, I yeah. feel like my impression watching that scene was that they filmed it, and they they were like, uh, yeah, they were like, ooh, this looks yeah. horrible. Right, so then they yeah. ended up doing the whole thing where you just kind of see the shadow on the wall and yeah. blood splatter. And Plus, at anyway. one point, he stops while he's getting beaten to death, and he unscrews one of the vials and drinks his own semen, and I don't know what that was about. <laughs> well, no, well, now, wait a minute. I didn't say it was his semen. <laughs> well, who else is... What, is he going around collecting semen from other people? I just said it was. Is he going serious. into other patients' rooms and and quietly jerking them off into a fucking no. vial? I mean, no. what the hell? I just said it was various uh, animal <laughs> semens. He was trying to inject. How them do with. you get animal semen? Do you go jerk a fucking crocodile off? You do what you got to do in the name of experimentation, Jeremy. Wow. You want to make you want to make a alligator human hybrid? What are you going to do? You're gonna jerk off an alligator, and then you're gonna inject the semen into a into a child, into a sick child in the children's ward. Yeah. See, when you said semen, I thought it was his own semen. So no, he's Did drinking. You, okay, so he's he unscrews the vial and he's drinking some alligator semen. How did you miss the entire part where I said it could be alligator semen or monkey semen or rooster semen? My my mind was still blown that you even went semen. So, I mean, wow. I, I I guess. You know, I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, this invisible thing fucks up his shit, tosses him out of the children's ward, and then proceeds to drag him down the hallway and around the corner, all while Buffy just stands there and fucking watches. Yeah, but she can't see it. But she sees this dude getting his shit rocked. But then it also KOs her. Yeah, I guess. Because it sees her seeing... It knows she's there. It can see her. It it see, he sees her seeing him seeing her seeing us seeing us. Yeah, no, seeing but <laughs> Doctor get his shit fucked. Well, when she when he throws Doctor Dildo out the door, and he lands in the hallway, she he comes out there and he sees Buffy was there, so he fucking KOs Buffy, and then he drags the Doctor away. Does he KO Buffy? Yeah, he fucking rocks her, dude. I don't remember that. Yeah, he's like, and she just hits the fucking deck. She's out. And then he grabs Dr. Dildo by the by his arms and drags him down the hall. Huh. Yeah. 
But she did stand by oh, while yeah. he was being fucked up in the in the in the children's ward, and she did nothing to help. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I know. I'm he does. Right. She gets. She does get knocked unconscious. Yep. So. Which I always assumed he like. You can't see him, so you don't know. But I assumed he like backs his butt up into her face and like butt butt punches her, and that's mm-hmm. how he, that's how he KOs her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well. So, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. So then. Hey, you got we- doctors walking around with vials of fucking alligator and fucking rooster semen so i don't i don't want to hear your shit okay i'm just saying how else do you create human animal hybrids i don't know that you do Jeremy. okay i don't know that you do is this dr fucking moreau <laughs> that was a good movie or was it was actually it was <laughs> <laughs> anyway we went we just, way we went, we off went so off course we went yeah. so off course. Do you realize I'm looking at our time right now, and this is literally exactly where we ended last week's episode, was at this counter, this time, yeah. 109. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to fly through the rest of this pretty quickly. Okay, right? just skip to the final scene. Let's just do that. Okay. So, uh, and then everyone Buffy's lived happily home, ever after. And Buffy's at home with Willow and Xander, and they're all laying in bed. No. Um, well, that's not a lie. That, I, that is how it is. <laughs> it's not a lie. I, I wasn't going. I wasn't. And they were lie. all naked. Just, just FYI. Uh, uh, you went naughty with it. Well, anyway, of course. So then we're. Uh, uh, it's the next morning. Yeah. And uh, the gang all comes to see Buffy, and she informs them that uh, Backer's not the suspect, and that he's fucking dead. And she shows Willow's, up. Willow's like, God damn it. All this work me and Giles did for like a whole day, and you just shit on it as soon as we walk in. You right. couldn't give us a fucking call and be like, oh, See, right. don't bother digging on Backer anymore. He's fucking dead. Right. Um, so she shows them the drawing that Ryan made of the demon, and Joyce shows up. I love, wait, Buffy. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> she hands the drawing to <laughs> She hands the drawing to Giles, and he goes, "Did you do this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I wanted her to be like, I was so hoping she was going to be like, "Wait, yeah, right." And then Giles has, and then Giles has to put on like the fake. Like it's proud really dad. good. Like it's really right, good. And, right. Yeah. Like he has to do. He has to put on like the the fake proud dad voice and face yeah. and be like. Oh, it's it's a very fine drawing, but I think you did very well. But he literally says, "Did, did you do this?" And yeah. she looks at him like, "Are you fucking stupid?" <laughs> yes. Yes. Giles, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about this episode, but but uh, Rob Des Hotel. And, He's got a lot of great lines the, in this one. And the other guy, like they yeah. really gave Giles a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's got some great, great shit in this episode. in this episode. Yeah. He's not in it a lot, but when he is, man, he's got some great shit. Like, right. Oh, did you do this? <laughs> so, uh, Joyce shows up and she tells Buffy that she's been cleared to go home, and Buffy makes up 
excuses about still not feeling well so that she can stay in the hospital to fight whatever this is. And, uh, um, uh, Willow ends up staying at the hospital to help Buffy investigate Dr. Backer's office. And, um, Xander, uh, chooses to remain on guard duty, uh, for Angel. And that kind of leaves Giles to reluctantly work with Cordelia at the library. And yeah, Giles, he goes, <laughs> Giles has when another great line when when Xander is like, you know, tells Giles and Cordy to work together. Giles literally, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. He's like, he's like, what? Why do I have to get? And then he like yeah, he trails himself. off. Yeah, what? Why do I get? And he's like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Xander's like, lol, sucks to be you. I'm not even lying when I tell you I rewound that scene four times just yeah. for that. Yeah. Just for that. Fucking Giles is the shiznit, man. Um, so, uh, uh, Giles and Cordy at the library. Oh, um, so then we're at, at Backer's office and, uh, Buffy and Willow are snooping around, and Buffy finds a, or Willow finds a, uh... Damn, uh, whoa, 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 you skipped, like, 73 scenes. Did I? Yeah, like, a lot. Like what? Um, oh, wait, no, you're talking about the first time. Well, you did skip one scene where the little boy, Ryan's peeking out of the children's ward door, and he sees the goofy security guard dude walking down the hall towards him, and then he, like, closes the door really quick. Okay. It was a so vital fucking scene. So something insignificant. Yes, yes, it was, to be honest. It's, it's, it's what I missed. Yeah, it, it really was. If, if, if I'm being honest, it, it really was stupid. Okay. Okay. So. Sorry, uh, when you started talking about Backer's office, though, like, I thought we were talking about this when they go back again. You know what I'm talking about? Without. Anyway, I thought you'd skipped ahead like four scenes. I was like, oh, shit, wait. I got a clip for one of those. <laughs> Okay, are we? Can I? Can I? Can I proceed? No, I? no, you're fired. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Where's your four hundred one k? Um. Do, 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 do. Buffy and Willow sneak into Backer's office. Oh, right. And Willow finds um a a a book. It's like a log of of what back Backer was doing. And it's full um, of animal, like, bestiality pictures. Right. Which explains, which does explain why why he's walking, why he has all these um, test tubes full of animal semen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. If I had, if I wasn't wearing my mic, I would drop it. <laughs> so. Um, no, the, uh, the... The log that she finds uh, kind of proved that he was uh, trying to in he or he was inoculating the kids uh, with the same virus that they were infected with, uh, and trying to uh, raise their temperatures and burn out their fever, and uh, it was apparently starting to work. Um, so it turns out he was helping the children all along, and 
we cut back to the library. Wait, let me take this scene because I have a clip. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, we do cut back to the library, and Giles and Cordy are researching, and Cordelia is driving him fucking nuts. And let me play you the clip. Ew. What does this do? What? What does this do? Uh, it uh, extracts vital organs to replenish its own mutating cells. Wow. What does this one do? Um, it elongates its mouth to uh, engulf its victim's head with this incisor. Ouch. Wait, what does this one do? It asks endless questions of those with whom it's supposed to be working so that nothing is getting done. Boy, there's a demon for everything. <laughs> Boy, there's a demon for everything. <laughs> She's completely fucking <laughs> oblivious. oblivious. Yep. Oh man. And the way. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm. I might start pulling clips from the show to insert when you play those. Yeah. Because the fucking look on his face, and then when she's just like, "Wow, there's a there really is a demon for everything, isn't yeah. there?" And he's just and like, the, he just he looks just, at her like, "I'm gonna kill myself." And then he like gets up and just fucking walks away. Yeah, he does. He takes his glasses off and starts rubbing his fucking pupil, like or rubbing the corners of his eyes, and he's just like, "Oh my god, I've got the worst headache." And uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, so uh, they they. Come to find out, there's a. Um, he's pacing around, and Cordy says, "Well, it's not in here." And she closes the book, and on the front of the book is a literal picture of this fucking demon, and they both yes. kind of notice it at the same time. And then uh, we. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna pick it up. You may, unless you want to. You may, up. sir. You may. So uh, Cordelia calls Buffy and tells her that. The, it's called Der Kinderstad, and the name means child death. Uh, uh, Giles comes in with a book on how it kills, and Cordelia is just completely disgusted. And Giles takes the phone from her and um, tells Buffy about how uh, Kinderstad uh, sits on top of his prey, pinning them down while he slowly sucks out their life force. And this and is kids, by the way, so... Yeah. And as he's telling her this, Buffy's Buffy has another flashback to uh, being in the hospital with her cousin Cecilia, and she remembers watching Cecilia screaming it's just, and fight... It's, it's just Celia. Oh, yeah, Celia, I'm sorry. Uh, screaming and fighting against something that's clearly on top of her. Uh, before she dies and Buffy's kind of not kind of she's like silent over the phone and Willow ends up taking the phone from her and she just says thanks into the phone and hangs up and Buffy vocalizes that she realizes that Dirk Kinderstadt is also responsible for uh, her cousin's death um, it was either Dirk Kinderstadt or Duhast. We're not sure which one. Du. Duhast Nietzsche. <laughs> Duhast Nietzsche. They, okay. they might be very, they may be closely related. They may be, maybe, yeah. uh, closely related. 
Um, so, um, Buffy starts to question how she's going to fight something she can't see, and Willow's like, well, you did see him once, and Buffy's like, yeah, but, and she realizes that it was the fever that gave her the ability to see the monster. She had a fever, and there's only one. And the one. only cure is more cowbell. <laughs> And fucking Willow just pulls a cowbell out of nowhere and just starts beating the shit. And and fucking Buffy's like, yeah! Yeah. And then uh, as as Willow's just, like, beating the fuck out of the cowbell and Buffy's, like, getting down with it, uh, there's the Kinderstall, like, right between them. And he immediately grabs Buffy's head and just twists and snaps her fucking neck. And then yeah. he grabs Willow by the throat and mm-hmm. lifts her up and takes her hand with the cowbell in it and just shoves it right through her face. Yep. The, the cowbell. Yep. That happened exactly that way. It's the end of the episode. I saw it too. Yeah. See, we have special copies of the show that the normal fans don't have. Um, we alternate right. alternate takes is what we have. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have the Amazon prime versions. Yeah, exactly. But it's oh. specifically tailored to only you and I. <laughs> right. So uh, they end up sneaking back into Backer's office, and Buffy opens the refrigerator and uh, takes out a test tube that has some of the virus in it. i got to have an explanation here, So go, but go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, she takes the virus out because she, they've figured, okay, we're going to do the virus. That'll give you the fever. That'll let you see this fucking thing. You can fight it. I'm thinking, okay. Willow's going to pull out a syringe, pull some up in it. Okay, so, so okay, let me finish Let me finish this okay. brief part, and then we'll talk about that, because people are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Um, so, uh, she, she pulls it out, um, and she's going to, she, she's going to make herself sick again, and uh, Willow stops her, and she's like, that's a hundred percent pure. It's going to kill you instantly, which I don't know if that's true. No, to be honest, no. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV and I didn't stay at a, a holiday Inn last night. See, I did, but that's but, how I know, I, but I'm pretty sure that it, it wouldn't have killed her. No, no. but if I, I could be wrong. If I don't think any there's anything. Let me know. I don't think there's anything that on the planet that normal people can get their hands on that you would drink and it would instantly kill you other than like fire. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, know right. I don't know. Lava maybe. Right. Maybe. Um, so yeah, Willow's like, uh, no, that's a hundred percent pure. It's going to fucking kill you. Um, and she's like, we need to dilute it. So Willow pours some water into a beaker and then puts a few drops uh, of the virus into it. Um, and then Buffy drinks it. She yes. drinks it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm 100% on the same page you were at this point. I'm like, what, why wouldn't she fucking inject it into herself? Drinking it. I'm, I wish we had some doctors in the audience that we could have, <laughs> or some immunologists or something, but I am fairly certain that drinking this concoction would do absolutely nothing. 
Right. That's the um, reason I, we don't drink our flu vaccines or I our just, just COVID vaccine. You know, it's got to be just, shot intramuscularly. Uh, right. You know. I, was, I was literally just going to say, I'm not a Republican. I've had all of my vaccines. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I've, I've never had to drink one. No, I've never I've had never, the. Uh, I've never been I've said. Never had to drink a vaccine. They never have asked me which arm would you like it in, or would you just like to have it in a Dr Pepper? Right. So one hundred percent, I'm choosing the Dr Pepper right, every time. Right. I love those twenty three flavors. Exactly. I want each of them to hit my palate with right. said inoculation. Right. Yeah. Never have I have I been given a vaccine yeah. to drink. It's all been shot. Fairly certain. Uh, I'm fairly I certain don't... she would have just pissed that out an hour later, and <laughs> right. nothing would know. have happened. Right. I don't know. Uh, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're. We wrong. could be. But we could be. Let's be Again. honest. Let's be honest, Again. James. Are we, we really ever? Sort of. No. Yeah. No. 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 Um. So. Buffy's fever rushes up to like 107 degrees or some fucking within like shit. 10 fucking minutes, right? Yeah. And she's she's stumbling her way to the children's ward with Willow, and they see that all the kids are gone, and we cut to down into like the basement, and we see all the childrens have uh, decided to make a run for it through the basement. Did you say all the children's? It, I did say all the children. Yes. All the children's is uh they 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 done run. They done they done made a run for it. You know who they with? They were Tammy and Buford. They were Tammy and Buford. Yeah. I got to I got to come up with a voice for Buford. It's it's Cuz nice. you got you got Tammy's voice, so I got I got I got to come up with a Buford voice. Well, I'll give you a little sample. I I in my head Buford talks a little bit like this. So he talks like um, um, Forrest Gump. It's a little Forrest Gump, but not as slow. See, I feel like he's uh, Forrest Gump would just be way too smart for Buford. <laughs> like I think Buford would be just way more inbred. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, you're from Indiana, so you should be able to get it down pat. Yeah, I'm like a whole two hundred miles away from you, so it's like <laughs> night and day. Yeah. Fucking dick sucker. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all the kids have, have made a, the genius child decision to make an escape through the basement. Yes. <laughs> the bowels of the hospital. Uh, that's ob- Instead of going out the front door and leaving the hospital, obviously, let's go down the basement. Right. Where it's safe. Um, the, and we well lit. Back, <laughs> right. The, we cut back, and, and Buffy's fever is fully cooked kicked in now and uh she fucking sees uh, and by the way she literally stuff. does say 107 at some point yeah and i'm like yeah you, you're dead you, you you're in a coma right now <laughs> right like right. literally your brain has at 107 your brain has cooked you're you're you have passed away right but yeah um so she sees uh dirk Kinderstood stod in the children's ward hanging out with who Do host? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, well, the problem is I didn't like the joke when you made it the first time, so I wasn't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, unplug my camera here, and uh, it's been it's been great. It's been it's been good while it lasted, everybody. But uh, I've reached my limit. 
Don't, don't, don't you look at me anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was a good joke. No. I remember back to it. I laughed. No, I laughed. No, it was a good joke. I'm no, sorry. No. It just slipped my mind in this moment. No, it didn't. So, no. um, he's uh he's just chillaxing in the children's room, uh, and he realizes they're gone, and he's like, "The fuck." We have to discuss we this, by the way. What's about to happen? <laughs> if if it's the same thing, and I hope it is, mm -hmm. I, I I think I know what it is. Okay. Um, so he uh, he looks back at Buffy and uh, gives her a little tip of the hat. His his full his what did we decide it was a fuller a, a fowler. And he doesn't tip it. He takes it off completely, kind of like turns it around and then puts it back on his head. Yeah. Because I was like, true. what? What was that right. supposed to be? Um, he gives a little evil chuckle in Buffy's direction. And so before I go on, does he know she's the Slayer, do you think? I don't think so. I think he just thinks, he just realizes, oh, she's got the fever. That's how she's seeing me. Okay. Because, I mean, okay. he, fuck, he KO'd her with no problem earlier. So he's probably like, oh, this, you know, nothing to worry about with her. That's true. And we never hear him talk. So who knows if he's even fucking, like, sentient, you know? Right. Right. So. Um. So, uh, uh, Buffy, uh, are, are try uh, will are trying to get in as he's, you know, he takes off his hat and everything. And then he turns around <laughs> and is this what you were? Oh yeah. Saying? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. turns around and goes through a door in the back of the children's ward labeled <laughs> basement access yes yes mm -hmm. yes he does once again uh -huh. once again there is a there's a public mm -hmm. sunnydale building where the basement access is just clearly labeled and unlocked and easily accessible and, to children and just chilling out in the open yep yep mm -hmm. at the school and now when when they designed this building, they thought, okay, we're going to put the children's ward here. Okay, where do you think would be a good place to put the, the uh, door the for base. the basement? I got where it, Steve. Well, what's that, Bill? Inside the children's ward. Right. Also, or, let's label it so no one is confused. Right. Or was it more like, hey, we, he, hey, Bill. Uh, we forgot to put in a children's ward. What? What? Sh where should we? Where should we put that in? Now let's put it. Let's build. Let's build three walls, and we'll build them against an existing wall that has a that has the door for the basement. Good. Uh, that's a good idea. Thanks, yeah. Bill. Thanks. Okay. All right. Hey, that's why I make the big bucks here, guys. Come on now. Uh, so. Um, at that point, as they're trying to get in, Dr. Wilkinson shows up and uh, um, she tries to stop Buffy uh, and Willow. And Buffy shoves her aside and uh, runs off. Um, and Wilkinson calls security, uh, uh, tells them that they are, there's a problem in the children's ward. And uh, security never shows because they simply don't care. They don't give a shit. 
They're no. like, it's a hospital. What could possibly... Yeah. Mind you, this is pre, like, when people were shooting things up, yeah. like, every, every couple of days. Right. So, so they were security, like, what could possibly be going on in the children's right. ward? Right. Security was like, this is a hospital. It is a building. It is sanct. It is a sanctum, yeah. you know, yeah. for ill people who... What could possibly be happening here? Yeah. So you they know? didn't... They literally so didn't go. They just... They didn't worry about it. No. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, security ends up, ends up. They might, they might as well not have gone because of what they end up doing. Right. They, security shows up and they stop Buffy and Willow and Willow starts to scream about being covered in frogs and like slapping herself. And while those two guards are distracted with, uh, Willow, Buffy runs off. And at that point, Wilkinson shows up and she's all like, not her. Yeah, dumb shits. The other one, and Willow's all like, "Frogs are gone." She was so cute in that in that in that brief scene. No, I just hated that scene. I thought it was so Did you? fucking stupid. I don't know why, but like the close up of Allison Hannigan's face at like right before the scene cuts when she's like when she's like frogs are gone she was like i i was like she's so adorable well yeah i mean allison hannigan always has been always will be adorable uh so buffy ends up working her way to xander and uh he helps her get down into the basement and um the children are all down there um you know huddled together and trying to keep quiet and uh of course their Kinderstad shows up and the children start screaming and he picks up Ryan and uh, uh, climbs on top of him and his eyes get wide and these two tubes protrude from his eyes. Um, In my uh, notes, I said that he had dick nipples. (laughs) These dick nipples elongated from his eyes. Yeah. And connected to this child's face, and it was horrible. In retrospect, um, seeing as how this episode does deal a lot with children, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps we should have made more of a conscious effort on both of our parts mm-hmm. uh, to stay away from mentioning semen. That's my <laughs> bad. That's on me. And and perhaps perhaps maybe you shouldn't have called them dick nipples. Attaching to the child's face. That one's on you. That one's on you, my friend. Okay, I'm taking responsibility for what like I did. like dick nipples. I'm sorry. I'm taking responsibility for what I did, and I'm acknowledging that in retrospect, seeing as how children are a major focus of this episode, perhaps I shouldn't have done what I did and said what I said. Would you like to take a moment to maybe apologize or say you, in retrospect you shouldn't have... Absolutely not. I take nothing back. Okay. I'm proud of what I've said. Okay. Um, Okay. And the fact that these little fucking shitheads are now in their 30s, um, (laughs) fuck them. Fuck them to death. (laughs) That's my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, So, so, uh, yeah, they, they attach to Ryan, and as they attach, about to do dick nipple things, don't know what that is. They well, just look gonna... like dicks with nipples on the end. Well, we we do know what's going to happen. Those dick nipples are going to suck semen. That that ch- okay. 
Okay. <laughs> they're, no, they're going to suck the soul out of that child. Oh, it's the, no matter how you say it, it's not coming it's, out exactly. right. Exactly. You're fucked no matter what. So. None of this is... Yeah. Is, None of this episode is usable now, Jeremy. I we know. have to scrap it. And we have start to start over all over, but we're not going to because we're not one going of us to because we're almost we're almost done, <laughs> and this is what people have come to expect of us. Exactly. Before I go on to Buffy showing up and and whooping this guy's ass, yeah. Um, could they not? I don't know if you noticed this, but I did. Could they not get all of the children to scream, uh, in the scene? Uh, that they they were clearly and if you don't remember it go back and rewatch the scene they were clearly reusing the same screams over and over again and it got very very annoying very very quickly was it actual screams from the kids or do you think are we talking like canned ADR screams that they were I think re- it was just canned ADR screams but they didn't get like a bunch of different ones they just kept replaying the same one yeah over that over makes again. sense then because they didn't want to pay these kids to because if you utter a sound at least this was how it used to be on I don't know how it is these days but back then if you if you made a sound you, you had to get paid they had to pay them more right so right. yeah that that's that's your explanation there right so uh buffy shows up and uh just he she she fucks up uh Dirk kinderstad's shit breaks his neck yeah li- and, yeah uh, she literally does break his neck yeah she breaks his neck yeah. they and, had a real uh, hard on with neck breaking in these last two episodes they did you know yeah. they were all about yeah. breaking necks yeah so she breaks his neck and uh um in the meantime, Xander has helped all the ch- the kids escape the basement. Yeah, he shows he shows up after the neck breakage and uh, he Buffy, actually he uh, actually curb stomped the corpse. And I was like, he did. I was like, damn, he did because the corpse is invisible. He can't he couldn't see it. Oh, oh, is it really still? See, I thought once she yeah. snapped its neck and it died, it became visible. No, because after she like kind of collapses into him a little bit, and she oh, that's she, right. He looks sick. down, and there's nothing there. That's right. He, well, they don't even pan back to it. Like he looks down, and then when they turn and they're walking away, you can hear in what was very terrible ADR, mind you. Yeah. Uh, Xander says uh, he's dead. Right? I thought I heard something. Something snap, and Bruffy says that would be his neck. Okay. See, I just figured like the moment he died, he would have become oh. visible. You yeah. know, no. which I think would have been more apropos, but right. Uh so then we cut to the Summers home and Buffy is in her room and Joyce is bringing her a sandwich, peanut butter and jelly with the crust cut off and a beverageino uh pineapple and what was it grapefruit juice yep two parts orange and one part grapefruit oh orange orange and grapefruit mm-hmm. not pineapple which sounds okay. disgusting to me but i don't know i've never had it oh uh, i don't like i don't like grapefruit. see i don't either i so i yeah. feel like that would ruin it yeah just bring me the oj uh, you know what i'm saying right um, although oj with with a pb and j i'm not feeling that either no 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 definitely not um, and, and explain this scene. Go ahead and finish the scene, then. I, then I'm going to ask you. So, uh, so Joyce gives Buffy her her, her sandwich and and juice, and um, 
Buffy starts to examine it and she's like, oh, I wanted crunchy peanut butter and I asked for extra jelly. And then we pan over and we see that Xander and Willow are also there uh, uh, with Buffy. And Willow says, you know, hey, you know, since you're going, could you get me a refill on my drink? And, uh, uh, you know, I'm just too comfy to get up. And Joyce is more than accommodating. She says, okay. And as she's getting ready to leave again, Xander's all like, ooh, you know, some more cheesy chips, too. And Joyce is like, well, you ate the last one. And Xander's like, you're lying, whore. I saw some more behind the fucking raisins, you bitch. Bring me the goddamn cheesy chips. And she's all like, okay, fine. Um, and then and he I, asks uh, Buffy, why is your mom trying to bogart the cheesy chips? He does. He and literally not, says that's that. That's not a joke, people. No. That's not a joke. He does. No. He turns to Buffy. And Buffy and just like, looks at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He literally turns to Buffy and he's like, mom's, mom's trying to bogart the cheesy chips. What's up with that? And Buffy's yeah. like, what is wrong with you? Dude? Yeah, Buffy's like, huh? Um. So and at that point, Joyce remembers that she has a letter that came from And apparently Buffy. she threw everything down in the hallway. She just right, threw it she all down. She anymore. has nothing in her hands except this letter she's bringing back to Buffy. Right, right. That's definitely an oop, the goof him up and an oopsie right yeah, there. Yeah, Because she's only been gone like six, seven seconds. Right. Yeah. And uh, she comes in and she has a letter for, for Buffy and she gives it to Buffy. And Buffy's like, oh, it's from Ryan. And Joyce is like, the little boy in the hospital and... Buffy opens and then Willow and immediately goes, how the fuck did this seven-year-old boy get your address? <laughs> and Buffy's like, we have a secret thing, okay? And Willow's like, whoa, just stop there. Whatever. Don't, I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> um, there, there's already been a lot of semen and dick nipples in, the, in this episode. We don't need to know. I don't need to know about your your thing with this eight-year-old kid. Yeah, right? who's now in Buffy, his 30s. You just keep it to yourself. Yeah. So Buffy opens the letter and pulls it out, and it's a drawing of Buffy uh, standing over the dead body of Kinder of Kinderstad with a cross uh, on her neck, which she never wore at any point. Uh, complete with complete with uh, tons of blood coming out of the demon's broken neck. Yeah, which didn't happen uh, either. Which no, and that is well in. In fairness to Ryan, he wasn't there when Buffy actually killed him, so he doesn't really know. Then how does he know the neck was even part of the thing? I'm I'm sure, like, in passing, someone was like... Xander was like, don't worry, she broke his neck. Right. Okay. 100... You say that in jest? <laughs> oh, I, oh that, Xander definitely told him in detail. You... You say that you said it in jest, and when you said it, it like it like registered in my head. I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" That's one hundred percent how this little kid knows what happened. Yep. Xander one hundred and fifty percent is the type of person that would have been like, "Don't worry about it, buddy boy." She snapped his neck real good. Yep. She snapped fucking almost almost pulled the fucker off. Right. Yeah. And and that's the end of our episode. Yeah. Um. Now before we move on. Yes. This is the part yes. I wanted to discuss. What was that scene about? Was this about why was everybody being dickheads to Joyce? I don't I don't know. Like was that just an oddball know. thing they decided to ride in or Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it was just right. an oddball like, you know. But also so were they kind of being dicks to Joyce? Yes. But I think 
to be fair, mm-hmm. that is our old person reflection looking back on that because were they being dicks? Yes. But were they also 100% being teenagers to Joyce? Oh, fuck. I would have never gotten away with that shit. My mom would have been like, get your sorry ass up and get your own fucking crunchy PB and J you sack of useless human shit. Even if you were sick, I wasn't allowed to be sick. Oh, Wow, we were beat. We were beaten at home if we were sick. Do you do you you need to do you need to talk about this? Like after we're done recording? No, really though. And also, like my mom would would have never been. My mom would have been like, "Are you fuck? Your legs are on. Go get your own fucking PB and J. You're like set. You're literally (laughs) seventeen. Literally. Oh god. Okay. Anyway. Um. So yeah, that's the end of our episode. It is, and. uh, you know what? I don't think there was a fire. We didn't have a fire at all in that episode, did we? We did not. I think we... that's the first in a while. We've, been, uh, we've had a lot of fires. Yeah, that we haven't. Yeah. 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 All right, Jeremy. <clears throat> so why don't you tell me mm-hmm. how many mm-hmm. Uh, unlocked, out in the open, basement doors you're going to give this episode? Uh, I'm going to go with two and a half. Um, it's like one of those fun little campy episodes that, that we have every like two or three episodes, like, you know, they need the budget to be super kind of on par low. It's a, it's a bottle episode. Yeah, kind exactly. Of takes place primarily in one location. Right. Yeah. yeah I just, I, I didn't know if people would understand that term. So, but who cares? Who yeah. Fuck the people. It's, this is all about me. you and me. me. Right. This, fuck them. This is all about us. All about us. This is for us, man. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah. So, you know, fun little campy episode. Um, Other than the things we talked about, nothing like glaringly just fucking ridiculous, you know, like nothing I hated, nothing I loved. I mean, it didn't didn't move the overall plot along at all. Um, But again, that was not, they, they were not going for that, so that's fine. Um, yeah, definitely a budget-conscious bottle episode. And um, so, yeah, two and a half. Um, I usually give these, if if you go back and look, these, these what I call these budget-conscious episodes, I usually give them about a two and a half, unless they're just egregiously, horribly Horrible. written or something. Right. Um, but, yeah, two and a half. It's, it's, it's a fun little, little romp. Definitely nothing that anyone needs to see. Um, right. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, James. Yes, sir. How many dick nipples do you give this episode? I'm going to give this episode three dick nipples. I'm a, little, I'm a little upset that you didn't ask me how many vials of semen that I gave this episode. But, I thought uh, about it, but yeah, yeah, like I said, in retrospect, not sure semen was the way to go. A little disappointed, James. Got to be honest. That's all right. A little disappointed. Um, but also, I do try. I do. I'm sure you and other people have noticed at this point. I do try to keep my my rating systems uh, based on things that actually happened in the episode. Oh, well, <laughs> hey, there were dick nipples in this fucking episode. You tell me there weren't. You know damn well there were, because I looked at those things and immediately was like, oh, dick nipples. <laughs> That's. Yeah. Uh, 
I can 100% assure you, my friend, that when that happened, my first thought was not, oh, dick nipples. Okay. Okay, dick nipples. What did they look like to you, though? There's no other description I could think of. They were the weirdest looking thing. I was like, okay, it looks like a dick that you, like, pulled and stretched, and then at the end looked like nipples. Stop. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. You can't tell me I'm wrong. You know you uh, can't. I, don't, I honestly, when when the scene happened, I didn't, I didn't give much of a thought to what they looked like. I was just like, so, so things mm. coming out of or going into eyes, uh-huh. it, it's like is a is is one of my few. It's squeamish, a trigger warning. Is one of my few squeamish yeah. uh, uh, spots. Trigger warning. So. So I was kind of like, I was like, oh, as an eye thing. I'm not, I don't like that at all. Um, But it didn't go, it didn't go into the eyes of the the kid or whatever. It it like went to their forehead or whatever. Right. No, but I mean, even his eyes coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Things coming out of eyes or going into is one of my, my squeamish uh, areas when it comes to um, horror stuff. Uh, No, three. I'm going to give it three dick nipples. Okay. Um, yeah, it was. It wasn't. It's not a bad episode by no. any means. Um, it's not. It's uh, not an outstanding episode. Uh, you're 100 percent right. It doesn't make the list of episodes you show someone um, to to get into Buffy. But it is on the list of you know if I'm flipping through channels and Buffy's on and it's this episode, yeah. I'll watch it. Hell I'm yeah. Not gonna, I'm not going to turn it off. It's like one of those uh, fun episodes you can watch and you don't really right. have to watch closely to to right. follow along. Right. You know. Um, and like we talked about when when we were going through it, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. There's the there's the yeah. Angel Xander confrontation, which mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah. Ever, everything with Giles is it was, gold. Was is a gold plus in this episode. And I'll be honest with you, like we rag on Joyce, and and we did it a little bit in this episode. It was honestly kind of nice to see Joyce in this episode not being an obstacle to Buffy. Like being being a mom, and she know. wasn't even, even, she wasn't even street walking in this episode. <laughs> right, she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't whoring herself <laughs> yeah. in this episode, which it was, was nice to see. a nice change of pace. Yeah. Right, she actually but, cleaned no, up a little bit and took a shower. Right, um, but no, seriously, it was it was nice to have her in this episode and have her not be a uh, uh, an obstacle or or just another, for lack of a better term, another villain. Yeah. Even though she's not a villain, but yeah. another villain for Buffy to overcome in the episode. You know, she was she was there, you know, as as Buffy's mom. Yeah, she's and usually do, one of the antagonists. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I do think I do think that this is something that um we do start to see more of from Joyce as the series <clears throat> progresses. Yeah, because their relationship um, is definitely going to take a big uh, it's going to change quite significantly not too long from now. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and I think, uh, uh, what else was I going to say? Joyce um, being, uh, um, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's all I can. I There was something else I wanted to mention, but I don't remember what it was. So it could Cord- have been. Cordelia's breast enlargement surgery? <laughs> no. Not, <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Not Cordelia's breast okay. enlargement surgery. Now that just shows how much. 
Charisma you pay Carpenter. To the no, well, yeah, that oh. too. But that Charisma Carpenter took this role very fucking seriously because she knew that Cordelia Chase would absolutely get breast implants. And so she said, you know what? Not going to wear a padded bra. I'm going downtown to Dr. Kevorkian's office and I'm getting some fun bags. No. <laughs> No one, no one under forty listening right now knows who the fuck Doctor Kavorkian is. Yeah, they'll look it up and be like, "What? How did what? that relate? What? Is That's he, he wasn't even about? a plastic surgeon, right?" Then I've said it before. I'll say it again. They're getting real out of pocket <laughs> on that Slade podcast. It's, I don't think I want you weird. kids listening to this anymore. Right. You shouldn't listen to their talking about semen <laughs> and dick and, nipples. And dick nipples, and now they're talking about <laughs> Dr. Kevorkian. He was a bad man. He was a bad, bad man. Can't have that. We cannot have that. Uh, how about a little monsterology, Jeremy? Okay. Uh, nothing. Nothing significant this week. Uh, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say the boogeyman. No, according to Joss Whedon. Uh, Dirk Kinderstert was based on a, this thing creeped me out as a kid type of thing. But come on, let's be 100% honest right here. This was fucking Freddy Krueger. This was a exactly. nightmare on Elm Street. The, or or the boogeyman. You could, yeah, because they called Freddy the boogeyman in the Freddy movies. So, right. yeah, like, it's, this, yeah. Because there was even a part where he was at the end when the kids were running down the um, the hallway in the basement and he was walking behind him, and he was dragging his hand across the wall right. and his nails. And I was like, that's right. a straight-up Freddy fucking ripoff. Right. The, the, uh, and the, the hat. Final, right. The final confrontation in the in the basement slash boiler room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was 100% this was Freddy. And then he Cooper literally put a glove on that had knife <laughs> fingers on it at one point. No, no he, he didn't. didn't. No, he didn't. But his hands were very reminiscent of They Freddy's were like knives, yeah. Gloves. Yeah, I mean... That's 100% what this was. Yeah. You, Nobody would ever be able to convince me otherwise unless they were telling me it was different while they were sucking my dick. And so. whoa. Uh, <laughs> pause, rewind. Um, by the way, uh, they also paid this gentleman less money to play this role because he never spoke a single fucking line. Right. He never right. uttered even a... Right. So, yeah. Um, he's only got 23 credits to his name on IMDb. This well, guy. he's tired of getting fucked over. He never gets to talk. <laughs> and, and fucking Michael Myers, I, uh, my, Jesus, right. fuck, he can't say anything there. I mean, th- those honest, those those are those three credits: uh, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills and Ends are are his biggest credits. Boy, I'm out sure. of the 23. Yeah, I'm so, sure. Um, or some of his uh, other ones like Tree Log. <laughs> Um, uh, there was there was this uh, um, there was like giant thug giant thug <laughs> in something like if nothing you know nothing. large man right exactly <laughs> like nothing you know so uh, our body count this week is three okay um nothing really behind the scenes this week um, actually there was be more than three I can count them already who. Buffy's cousin. Okay. Tina. Tina, right. The villain. Dirk Kinderstood. Dr. Backer. 
Dr. Becker. That's four. I didn't count Celia. Mm. Well, that is where you failed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fine. Four. (laughs) Celia. Even though, wait Um, a minute. Now, wait a minute. We don't ever see Celia die. We know she does, but we don't see it. Well, that's why I didn't include it. Oh, okay. So you win. But we also don't see Tina die. We just see her her dead oh. child body being wheeled out. So that's true. If you're gonna we're both start right getting, and we're both wrong. Right. If you're gonna start getting nitpicky about it, then we're gonna have to go back and make addendums to previous ups like like uh I know what we're doing Bewitched, for the next three weeks. Like Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered when uh we cited the quaint little shop girl that Angel and Jealous pulled the heart out of for Drew. We didn't see her die on screen, but we counted her as a death. So well, then I guess you, I, okay, you just, you failed this week because you left Tina okay. out. I didn't leave Tina out. I left Celia. Oh, that's, I, yeah, that's what I meant. Celia. All right. Uh, our behind the scenes, we're, look, we're at over two hours. Right? <laughs> we're back to our normal so selves. <laughs> We've been doing so good. And now we just completely <sighs> lost. We'll be back on track next week, folks. Yeah. Well, promise. we're only—I would say—we're only like a half hour over where we are, where we want to shoot for. True. Um, behind the scenes, uh, really nothing this week. Um, the episode pulled uh, 4.1 million households Jesus. when it originally aired. That so is bonkers. It is. It really is. Uh, no bronze band this week. We didn't go to the bronze. Um, our music this week is just our original score as composed by series composers Sean Clement and Sean Murray. Uh, goof em ups and oopsies. We actually already talked about the uh, the only two I spotted while watching it. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have. Any final thoughts from you, Mr. Jeremy? Um, no, but I do have a question. Sure. Where? Cue me. I'll A you. Okay. I'm going to AU right in the, you know what. Um, (laughs) Where can people uh, contact us? Like how? How do they Uh, do that? um, OnlyFans. Right. Slash. Uh, Primary. Slash. Primary. uh, It's OnlyFans.com slash keep this to yourself. Buffy revisited. Right. Right. Okay. It's really Um, easy. We keep it easy. Yeah. Uh, No. People can go to BuffyRevisited.com, and they will find links to our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube, uh, and a direct link to our email address, which is BuffyRevisited at gmail.com. And through any of those sources, you can uh, reach out to us, comment uh, on uh, episodes, uh, let us know what you think about how we're doing, let us know what you think about um, the episode that we talked about. Uh, or just let us uh, reach out to us about uh, Buffy and Angel and the Buffyverse in general. We would love to uh, have conversations with people uh, about uh, about these things. Uh, we're, we, we love the Buffyverse. Uh, we know the people listening love the Buffyverse, so we would love to hear from you, um, have some more conversations about uh, all things Buffy. Is our Pornhub link on there? Uh, we don't have a Pornhub link. Oh, we don't? Yet. Um, nope, just the OnlyFans. Okay, okay. Um, well, Pornhub's not monetized. Ah, uh, okay. So 
And I think I gave the wrong link. Uh, it's OnlyFans.com slash DickNipples. <laughs> that, that is where you'll find us on OnlyFans. Right. And, um, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, where some of... I'm sure once the OnlyFans becomes more popular, people will be able to find leaked stuff on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we don't actually we don't actually put our stuff on Pornhub because it's not it's free. It's not monetized, oh. and we want to make money. Yeah, oh we yeah, make money. We're in this oh. game. We're literally only do this for the for them ducats we make. <laughs> for right, <laughs> if it right. wasn't for them ducats, son, right. we would not be and, here. Uh. And I don't, I don't know if anybody, any of the YouTube viewers can see it, but we have been copyright claimed so many times <laughs> that we will never be able to monetize. And I don't know how, it, what are we getting copyright struck for? And, and, you cut and, out for our YouTube show, in case no one knows, you cut out our intro and our outro songs so that right. we're not I, hit with, with that. Right. I, it, I literally play a second of the theme song yeah. which is our intro and outro and not only that but i but the way i cut the fades uh-huh. is um we're usually typically talking over that yeah that brief one yeah second. you can't even tell what's so, being what it is right so the only <sighs> thing i can figure is that it is the audio clips that we play no, because I, I'm I'm almost sure that that would fall under fair use because you're allowed to do like reaction videos to things and play them as you're doing reactions to them, and that's what we're basically doing. So I'm so right. that can't be it. Who who knows, man? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who who knows? Who even? Yeah. Cares? Who knows? Um, if they only but, knew how much money we were really making, bro. Right. I mean, right? son. Like, now that. Now that the OnlyFans has gone live, we don't need to monetize the podcast. And have you even do people even realize we have like we have like six or seven subscribers on YouTube? We have we have ten. <laughs> we have son. I mean, bro. We have ten. YouTube doesn't realize the monetization. Um, right. That they're that they're that they're just pissing away. Right, the potential. I mean, the, potential the potential alone is... Right. We <sighs> we could make YouTube a household name. Because who, who knows it? Who knows about it now? Yeah, nobody. nobody just is. nerds like us. Right. You nobody know. knows what YouTube is no. now. No, well, well, but if they fuck stop fucking copyright claiming us... We'll start our own fucking video sharing platform. Yeah, we will. Yeah. And it'll be called um, notyoutube.com. Not YouTube.com. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we don't even need to monetize no. the YouTube or, or the podcast itself because we're just raking in the OnlyFans money. Yeah, the OnlyFans money is ridiculous. Right. You're about to move out of that double wide. Right. I'm going to move into a triple wide. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. And, I, and I'm about to be able to afford some better lighting. You'll actually be able to have indoor lighting. <laughs> I will have that's not gas lanterns. That's not gas lanterns. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Sweet. That's, that's what we're in the we're in the top one percent. Yeah. Only yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're to, raking in the dough. Do you think we should go Republican now that we're rich? Um, we can give it a little while okay. before we just stop okay. caring about everything and everyone. But eventually, you know, if you have enough money, 
you got to go. You that, have you right. got to go that route. Right. You know, right. That's kind of right. Kind of one of the yeah. things. Right. Right now, <clears throat> right now we're new to it. We're new to we're having new the money. money. We're new money. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so we're we're kind of doing the things we always said we would do if we had money. We're 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 giving to charities. We're helping out people. You know, I'm sure once we've had that that once the money's built up, yeah. once there's no chance of us losing that money and we have more money than we actually know what to do with, right. then we'll start caring about or we or we'll stop caring. Yeah. Then it'll get to the point them. where we're like, Oh my literally fuck everyone else on the planet. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll be like, We have so much money, why do we need to give it away? Yeah. Now? People will drive by and be like, dude, those people that guy lives in a triple wide. Right. Right. Like what that the fuck does he do for that a guy's living? got that guy's got indoor lighting. He's got actual electric. And parked outside of his triple wide, it's like an 05 Sonoma. Right. What the fuck right. does he do for a living? Right. And I'll be and like, OnlyFans, only and I'm and I'm just fucking just knocking Making it rain. Knocking Making the George it. Washingtons everywhere, bro. Yep. I mean yeah. Whew. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly how it's going. But anyway, we're done bragging for now. We'll for brag. Now. We'll brag some more next week. Yeah, tune in next week when we brag some more. When we brag a little bit more. <laughs> and next week we will be talking about season two, episode nineteen. I only have eyes for you. Spoiler alert! Yeah, I love this episode. Spoiler alert! I don't remember it. I have to watch it still. <laughs> so, okay. but I'm fair. going to assume it has something to do with someone losing, having their eyes gouged out of their head. Yeah, that's exactly what it's about. Right. And replaced with uh, protruding dick nipples. All right. Then I'm, I'm probably going to like it then. You're probably going to like it. Yeah. You're going to love it. All I right. Think. Well, with all that being said, we'd like to thank you for joining us this week. And, and, and apologize, too. I don't apologize for anything. I never have and I never will. Uh, but we look forward to seeing you next week, everyone. And I have been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.